Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. Uh, good to be back with you guys again. I'm here today with Brandon. Uh, Brandon, first of all, did you get my Idlewild mug in the picture? It's a good mug. <laughs> oh, we got that. Uh, Brandon is just back from Iceland, and we're sitting in the, uh, the Pharos Mountain Lodge right now doing our second podcast from here which is uh, which is fantastic uh how's iceland brandon uh it's it's up there this is such an amazing place place i could just end up uh seeing myself living one day it was that yeah, great. a lot of people say that i i i've never been um which is seems crazy because you know i'm from europe and it's it's the place. It was one of the places that everyone says you should go to, and of course you come to the states and it's like, oh my god, you have to go to Iceland, uh, and I've never managed to get there. But everyone says how how magical it is, how clean it is. Um, was it expensive? Or people say the the food's expensive, but because there's no, it's hard to grow anything there, right? Yeah, they do a lot of uh, hydroponic stuff. Yes. in terms of like with geothermal energy. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things where just like on a value basis, your water is good enough to drink out of the tap. Because it's straight from the glacier, right? Comes from a glacier, your warm <laughs> Basically water. Basically suck it on a glacier for... Your your hot water is like you're going to a spa. It's got all the minerals from the volcano. <laughs> so it's just like you got hot spring water coming in for your bath and shower. Electricity is cheap because it's all coming from the volcano energy as well. And it's just those little basic things where you're like... Okay, I go pay a little bit more for my food. I didn't right. do much grocery shopping, but you know, for a four course, three course meal, paying forty dollars on average, and having a beer as well. You know, when you're traveling, every it was a beer with yeah. every meal. Yeah, wasn't bad. It was like, oh, this is is worth the cost. I don't know, like on a daily basis for your cooking, like here in the states, a lot of your groceries are subsidized. You can get away with, you know, very very easy cheap living. But you know, you go out, you're gonna you're gonna pay for it, but. I mean, not terrible. Definitely worth the worth going there. Maybe living there. Who knows? Did you did you exercise there? Did you hike? What did you do? A lot of hiking. Yeah. Um, anything with the word "foss" in it is their word for waterfall. So I traveled, did a road trip around the entire country, mm. and I was with uh, one of my oldest buds. Who uh, no problem going out hiking, climbing. So you know, any chance we can get, and then anything for the content, you know, anything for a good shot. And and you mentioned everybody there seemed to be happy. Yes. Which coming from the States is like, <laughs> you know, you know, it's uh, it was a blend of like, listen, you know, all your politicians tell you, you guys pays, don't want to pay more in taxes, but you know, we pay as much tax as other people and we just get no value right, for really living in a place. Like what's the value of living in a city? Like, okay, you want to be more closer to people and be more, you know, get that physical connection. And then also the emotional thing of a community and culture, but like, how much of that are we actually getting when right. we live Where's that money really in going? a big collective of people? So, you know, just seeing people just when I went out to a pub in like Reykjavik in a big city, like just like talking like, oh, yeah, I'm just happy. Like, just it's like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> right. <laughs> How do I get this happiness? You know, is it going all the way there? Do I need to go all the way to Iceland live? Because, right. you know, we just don't really put that as an important, yeah. important part of our lives. It's work, 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 work. And then we're told we don't work hard. But like, we do work insanely hard, and insanely, we need to yeah. reward ourselves a lot more. Yeah, the work-life balance in the states is, uh, you know, you work a lot more than you live. 
Yeah, you know, I'm really uh, happy for you guys. You know, yeah. taking that, taking I mean, that big, big plunge of building this up here. Yeah, that's why we're doing it really to to to, to have that quality of life kind of that we're talking about. Um, and you mentioned there, you know, you can have a pretty like, not to like say any job is average or whatever, but you can have like a, a medium wage job and have a very decent lifestyle with a three bedroom house and you know all that. That was that was like the crazy part. Just like, uh, oh, if you're a taxi driver and your wife's a school teacher, like, all right, you go to work normal hours, get off normal hours, but you don't take your work home with you. As entrepreneurs, mm. both of us, like, you get that, like, having to deal with an emergency. If someone needs this or that, like, I'm almost at that point, like, I, I can't take too much of my work home with me. It's just like, right. oh, you know, you make fifty to seventy thousand dollars a year. You don't pay for health insurance. Your electricity is dirt zero dollars to a few bucks huh. a month. Your water bills nothing because it just comes from the country itself. Like, oh wait, what do we pay for here? That electric bill here, we're supposed to be like the top oil producer in the world now, but our gasoline costs. Like, yeah, disgusting. Like, you drive an electric car there, you plug it into your home, you don't pay for anything, and it just like, all right, like, you want to be a waiter or a bartender? It's like. You know, okay, like, do we look down upon people with those jobs or do we say like, hey, someone needs that job. I want to make sure that their baseline's met and they're happy. I wonder how they are on immigration. I wonder how they are in like letting people in. Are they Again, again, they, they, they just get it right. Like with the banking crisis, like back in 08. Yeah. They had one of their, their countries like the first to tumble. And they I said, remember. yeah. Oh, all of the bankers? Yeah, you're going to jail forever. They're like, yeah, sorry. You're, you're that's done. it. You're done. No slap on the wrist like America, but um, what was the main question with... Uh, like immigration, do they, uh, like, is it oh, easier to move there or... I mean, most people, like immigration, they are big from Eastern Europe. And it's just like, okay, you are you want the this wait, waiter and waitress job? Like people in Iceland, I don't want to rag on people in Iceland, but they're just like, they just don't work that hard. You know, they just right. know with a, everybody has agreed in the culture and society, financially, culturally... Yeah, we're not going to work that hard. But, you know, if right. I go to my job, I do X, Y, Z, like, I'm good with this baseline. This is the baseline of our society. So if you do want to come in, even have a small business and hustle it out, you can do that. It's not like, you know, you're not allowed to. Like, the big bad socialism werewolf in America says you can't work anywhere else but America. And uh, a lot of people, most people that had, like, waitress jobs or bartending jobs, they're from Eastern Europe. Mm. And they were all coming in and just like, yeah, people from Iceland won't take these jobs. Right. All right. So, oh. you know, it was Well, you heard it here flexible. first, guys. Move to Iceland. <laughs> if you're cool with like very odd daytime and nighttime with the sun being in and out. Yeah, that's the only thing is that like in, in the winter, it's, it's a lot of darkness. There's not much daylight. Not it? much daylight, but man, like the safetyness, like a, a country that has like more guns per capita, I think, than America or is like up there safetyness is like, oh, here's the keys to my apartment. Like kids walking down the street at one, two in the morning because it's summertime and it's light out. Right. Like you're seeing someone walk the dog at 2 a.m. Just like, oh. Crazy. <laughs> it's just a thing. And people just don't worry about it. They don't think about it. Yeah. Leaving your baby. I think there's a big case in London, actually. They leave their babies outside in the snow by themselves, rocking in a cradle. to get them tough, but also it's just like oh, a thing. Shit. So like a woman in London was charged with child abuse because like, oh no, I'm from Iceland. This is what we do. Oh shit, really? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So just safety, you're willing to... So they put their babies outside, they rock them like in the freezing cold to toughen them up. God, I like that. I'm going to do that with Wyatt. Yeah. Get, get them ready for the winter time coming up. 
That's perfect here for that. Um, which leads us into a little update for you. So, as I said, we're currently sitting in there in the Ferris Mountain Lodge. We've been working really hard up here trying to get it uh, ready as quickly as possible. Um, there's a couple of different sides to it. Obviously, there's, there's the residential side where we're you know we're building accommodation that people can stay in. Uh, and we want it to be obviously of a high quality. Uh, so we're doing it as, as, as nice as we can on the budget that we've got. And then uh, obviously I'm building out the gym, uh, which is looking good right now. It's Again, it's been a lot of work, but I'm uh, I'm uh, me and Wyatt have been out there like uh, banging away <laughs> every day uh, trying, trying to get it ready. And it's been a lot of fun, i got to say, um, working out there uh, and having him just, you know, obviously he just like watches and, and, and learns and gets excited and, you know, imitates a little bit. And, and I'm... I'm you know, when I started this project, I kind of said to myself, I want to learn a lot of stuff as I go. I want to, you know, I want to teach myself some things that I don't know how to do. And I've done that and I'm continuing to do that because every, you know, every everything I do, I have a problem that I have to like solve and overcome in order to, to, to move forward. And I'm trying to do, uh, I'm trying to do it on a budget. So I'm, I'm trying to use as much reclaimed wood as I can. So anything I kind of demolish, I'm then kind of using again and like reusing whatever I can and um, being as efficient and um, as creative as I possibly can be. Because I want it to be a great gym, but I also want it to be like an earthy, rustic kind of gym because we are in the woods. Um, we're in the, you know, the middle of the national forest. And and I want it to feel, I don't want it to feel like you're in a modern gym in the city. I want it to feel like, you know, you're in the wilderness uh, and it will feel like that. There's just there's, there's no way around it. Well, you know it. the deal with technology. People are like, oh, I don't have to learn this anymore. I'll just call the guy. I'll call a guy for that. Right. You know, You've, we lose touch with how things are done. And right. I'm trying like a, to call as few guys as possible. There's a cool understanding to how things work and why they work the way they work to, you know, just get a better appreciation as well. Yeah, for sure. And i got to say, everyone here is so nice. Like, And there's just something about, the great thing about Idlewild is, you know, there's no there's no big companies here. Everything is small. Everything is local. So, you know, you go down the hardware store. You know, I speak to the guy there. He takes the guy the guy at the hardware store took like an hour of his time just to kind of like chat and ask me where I was from and he wanted to help me as much as possible and we had to order some stuff and it was, you know, it was just a great like he took the time to like really like learn about me and tell tell me about him and you know we shared some stories and um. You know, we we fixed the problem that needed fixing, and you know, it's just little things like that when you when you kind of do this kind of thing in a small town, and um, I, I've missed that because that's that's where I come from. You know, I come from the Isle of Wight, so I come from a small island where everything's kind of local. Um, and I think I, I mean, Idlewild is more local than the island was. I mean, the island got more more commercial big companies coming in, but Idlewild is still very very local. And I love that about it. It's 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 a special kind of feeling. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm still working away on the gym, and uh, the rogue order came today. Uh, it was a funny, funny uh, episode today. The the rogue truck uh, turned up, and anybody that orders fitness equipment from Rogue knows that when the rogue truck comes, it's like Christmas Day because it's like, oh my god, <laughs> all my toys are here. Uh, and uh, anyway, this huge rig shows up, um, and you know, I don't know about small, small roads. So this guy's like. Has to reverse down the, the stony drive to get here, and uh, he pulls up to the end. He's like, "Dude, I, I, I can't get my truck up your up to your house. Like, I'm gonna have to like put it at the bottom of the street." <laughs> so we had all these we plates and dumbbells and boxes and all this shit. We just dumped it all at the end, and uh, 
and I just basically farmer carried everything up to the the garage, and then Brandon showed up halfway through, and uh, got got a bit of a workout that he wasn't expecting. <laughs> no, I can't pass on a good workout. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that's that's going in, and then then this afternoon tonight, I'm going to try and get as much of that in as I can, and then hopefully the flooring will uh, arrive next week, um, and I'll get that in. So hopefully by the end of July, you know, I'll, I'll have something that looks a lot more like a gym, like a real gym. Uh, but again, a, a gym in, in the wilderness, so it'll feel very, very wildernessy. And then we um, we booked our first uh, our first retreat, and our first one is going to be a staff retreat for our staff. Kind of a, a little bit of a thank you to our staff for everything we've gone through in the last year. Bit of a team building kind of event, uh, but also a, a bit of a, a guinea pig kind of thing where we're going to try some stuff out with them. Uh, get some feedback, see see what works. We've done a couple of surveys, you know, asking people what they want out of a out of a wilderness retreat. Um, you know, do they want to do hikes? Do they want to do uh, what kind of workouts do people want to do? What kind of events do people want to do? You know, do they want to do archery? Do they want to do axe throwing? Like what what kind of stuff do they want to do? So, um, if you're out there and if you're listening to this and you do have stuff that you want to do that you that you've never gotten the chance to do, then let us know. Um, we're trying to build. You know, we're trying to build a, a special retreat, uh, an escape from the city where people can come and do stuff that they can't normally do. Um, obviously, the natural environment presents new opportunities. Mm. Um, it's not just a space to work out, although the working out here is going to be fantastic because um, we can combine a lot of indoor and outdoor stuff. But we want to we want to put in some other fun uh, activities. I really want to get an outdoor ping pong table. <laughs> can't be a good game of ping pong. It's the best. No, no, we you had can't. A, we had a ping pong table forever in the lobby. And I would play ping pong with a lot of my clients, and Emily would get kind of get pissed off with me because she said it was I can't, taking I, up too much space. I but remember it's, that. It's now. a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I forgot that you guys had one in there. Wow, it's, it's been that long. Just yeah. pandemic took it out. Well, I think it was before the pandemic because we were trying to like get the shop. You know, we got the, got the shop there with all the apparel and stuff, and it was taking up a lot of space, and it's kind of noisy, obviously, because people get like carried away. Oh yeah, but um. But yeah, I'm definitely going to get one up here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Wood hand carve one for the outdoors? Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I got a good um, uh, I got a good outdoor, um, fucking what do you call it? Um, uh, sacks into the hole game. Cornhole. Cornhole. I got a good, uh, a good, uh, a good handmade cornhole set, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, if you do have any ideas, anything you want to do, let, let, let us know. Um and yeah, so end of July, we should have the gym wrapped up. We've got our, our retreat with the staff uh, soon after that. And then we'll be opening opening it up for um, future retreats. I think we'll try and do three this year. And then it will be uh, open also for bed, bed and barbell. So it doesn't have to be a full retreat. Like people can come anytime uh, and book a bed and barbell so they can come, stay, train. And there'll be options for either if they just want to use the gym and train on their own, they can. Or if they want to like book us for personal training and train with us. Um, they can do that too, um, and there'll be a, obviously a hot tub and lots of like cool amenities that um, that again it's it's hard to really take advantage of in this city. So mm-hmm. it'll be a it'll be a lot of fun. So and where else yeah. can they if they want to book that? It's gonna be like an Airbnb. Just yeah, they'll be able to book Ferris, through the, the Ferris website. Um, the Ferris Mountain Lodge is an extension, or you have your own website for that. Um, it'll be an extension of the website. It has its own Instagram page, which is at Ferris Mountain Lodge, I think. Um, and then you'd be able to book through, you, there'll be a link on the Instagram um, and there'll be a link on the website and then it will be available on, on Airbnb as well. 
Um, so yeah, there's lots of different, lots of opportunity, lots of different different things with it. Um, and yeah, it's going to be an interesting kind of experiment to see, you know, how many people in Idlewild want to work out because we really don't know. You know, we know there's a lot of people that want to come here and work out and stay, um, but. There's a what we have kind of learned since we've been here is that there's a lot of young youngish people moving to Idlewild really? for the same reason that that, that we have. Um, so I think it's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun year just like figuring out like who wants to come train and what kind of fitness community exists here and how we can positively you know affect um, Idlewild and help other businesses help other local businesses here. We've made some good friends already and you know I want to like bring business to them. Um, uh, and help uh, you know help all of the the local businesses in Idlewild. I think it's a great opportunity to do that, um, and I love doing stuff like that. Like I love, you know, sharing um, sharing opportunity and sharing Absolutely. you know. Um, so are you guys going to be open like daily? So if, if someone lives in Idlewild, they want to come to the gym here. We're not really sure yet. We haven't kind of figured that out. We're going to start off with the retreats and the bed and barbell, and then we're going to kind of see, you know, what people what people want. We can see if we get some requests and, you know, I'm sure it'll start small and I'll be like, oh, do you, do you mind if I come and work out? But yeah, sure. And then we'll see. Maybe originally we, we, we want to do like a semi-private thing, um, which is basically when you have the semi-private model, it's basically a coach and three clients. So it's a lot cheaper than personal training, but it's not the same as, you know, a class full of 20 people. It's a, lo- a, a small controlled environment where you're doing you know, similar like fun workouts. Um, you're feeding off each other's energy, but you get a lot more personal attention. So it's like reduced cost personal training. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a model that I've used before that I really I really like. Um, so that may be uh, the way that we go up here. Uh, but yeah, it really depends on you know the, the market here and what what people want. So it's going to be exciting to, to to figure that all out and see what's uh, see what's going on. Yeah, so I was going to say it's going to be difficult with. Uh... Someone does show up at six a.m. or someone here relaxing. The barbells are being thrown. Yeah, so we we definitely can't do that <laughs> because one thing I am very conscious of and I want to be very aware of is, you know, this is this is a small neighborhood uh, of people that, that like the quiet life. So I certainly don't want like clanging and banging at six a.m. waking up waking up the whole neighborhood. So we are going to be very respectful and very controlled about what we do here. Um, and really and truly, there's no need to be doing that shit at 6 a.m. in, in, in Idlewild. You know? Coach Waka, you're not allowed to start yeah, training exactly. until 10 a.m. here. None of, none of that. So, <laughs> But we will be doing like um, when we do the retreats, you know, we may well start early and they'll be like, in my head, I'm like, we, for, because some people like me, like we always get up early. It's just, just the way that our, our, our bodies are programmed now. Mm-hmm. So it may be like from six till eight, there's the coffee and fruit available and maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll either run or we'll hike. That kind of that kind of uh, nice kind of like general warm up to the day kind of thing, um, and then we'll have we'll come back we'll have breakfast and then there'll be a main workout at some point in the day, um, and throughout the day there'll be like different activities going on different um, opportunities to whether it's ping pong whether it's um, going in the hot tub whether it's a stretching session, and there'll be lots of different things going on, um, and then after the main workout, um, which will probably be you know around lunchtime. 2 p.m. ish maybe um we'll do a big workout together uh, and then there'll be again more opportunities to to do stuff uh, and there'll be a, a communal meal in the evening we got that did you see that big uh, communal table out front i did it was a beautiful big wooden table 
um, to, to to share meals. Uh, and we've got lots of ideas for, for, for the kind of food that we're going to um, have available. Um, lots of outdoor cooking, obviously. And there may be a, a good deal of meat because you know what I'm like. Um, well, now that we know that farm. Now that we found that farm, we, we just found like a regenerative farm real close, which I'm super excited about because I'm really I'm really into regenerative farming. We found our guests if we can get them on the show too. Yes, yes, yes. If we can get them on the show, <laughs> I, I'm definitely, definitely down for that. Um, yeah, that, that, that really did excite me. Because again, it's that that thing of like you're you're not only are you like helping the local economy, you're really doing something you you believe in, which is regenerative farming, which is for me the solution to a lot of problems right now. So that's super exciting. So we can hook up with them. We can provide that that food. We can cook. Um, and re- like I said, like a lot of what we're going to do is going to be is going to be communal. Now I know everyone needs their privacy, and we're going to we're going to there's going to be time for that. But a lot of what we do here will be, you know, sharing and, and, and eating together and, um, you know, hiking together, running together, uh, doing a lot of uh, fun stuff together to, to really build connection. Um, and when we've been talking about kind of words that we associate with the First Man Lodge, connection is one of those big words because connection means three different things for me in this space. It's connection with yourself, like so, so connecting with yourself, you know, outside of the the trappings of your your daily grind in, in the city uh, and then connecting with others. Um, I think a lot of us over the last year lost a lot of connection with other people. So getting that back and learning to to communicate successfully with other people away from like phones and social media, but in real time, actually communicating with people uh, and then connection to nature, which again, it's funny, you, you move to California. A lot of people move to California because of the, the environment and the opportunities of the mountains and the seas and you know everything the mountains and the oceans and everything that we have here um, and sometimes you just don't get to take advantage of it because you just just get stuck in the daily routine um where here i want people to really like make that connection with mm-hmm. nature again and um take advantage of 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 the wilderness um so that's what a lot of it's going to be about so i'm super excited for people to to experience that no, I've been lucky enough to experience that. Just like making sure you get out in California. There's, you know, the diversity of being in the ocean at one point. Two hours later, you could be up in the mountains and right. snowing. Like, but you said people just do not take advantage of that. Even like in Glendale, back when uh, yeah. Echo Park, right? you just go right up there. Some gorgeous hikes yeah, and some gorgeous crazy. climbs yeah. you can do. It's, yeah, it really is. It's taking the time to do those things will completely change your life, <laughs> you know? Because you do get stuck. We all get stuck in routines and, and, you know, oh, I don't have time. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And then when you do it, you're like, oh my God, I need to do this more often. It's just, <laughs> it just gives you a completely different perspective. Honestly, you, your perspective up here is is completely different to what it is in the in the city. Because right now, you know, me and Emily, we're, and Wyatt, we're in LA Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then we come up uh, on a Wednesday evening. And then we're here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, building out the, you know, the, the, the lodge. And then we go back down to LA on a Monday morning. And we'll do that for a while. Um, and the great thing about that is, you know, you really get the advantage of the country and the city. So when you're in the city, obviously there are certain things that people like about the city. Like you've got access to good restaurants and good bars and good coffee shops. And, you know, you get to see everybody. You get to experience a little bit of the hustle and bustle. But then it's like, okay, it's enough of that. Let's let's get back to the mountain. <laughs> so it's a nice balance. Um, and we'll see how that goes for the next, you know, few months and, and, you know, how much of one and how much of the other we need in our lives to, to make things work both financially and 
you know, on a personal level. Um, so yeah, whatever it is, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work, but we're super excited about it. Um, next thing I wanted to talk about, because uh, a few people have been asking me about it, was, um, was Joe P's transformation. I put it on my Instagram earlier. Joe Picurio, good friend of mine, um, who's been a member of the gym for a very long time, since, since day one, since the shed days. He's old school. Um, <laughs> he's an actor, and he just got himself in incredible shape. And, um, you know, I posted about it. A lot of people asked me questions. So I want to be clear about what Joe P did, why it is so simple, and why it is what no one wants to do. <laughs> um, here's what he did. Joe P, he follows the build program and build, the build program at Ferris Athletic Club is a hybrid of, of hypertrophy and strength and conditioning. It's, it's always been that way. It is primarily, uh, its purpose is to build strength and lean muscle tissue. Uh, and there are short conditioning pieces at the end of the session. People can draw parallels perhaps with CrossFit, but it's a lot more simplified than CrossFit. There is no high technical gymnastics in there. There's no Olympic lifting as such. There may be some some power cleans, mm-hmm. but it's a fa- fairly primary movement-based class, um, and the movements are fairly fairly straightforward. Um, we do three-week cycles uh, of different protocols. So it may be, um, you know, we've just finished this, or we're just the second week of uh, German volume at the gym, German volume training. Um, and then, you know, we'll do a cycle of something else for three weeks. And we mix it up like that. Some Sometimes cycles are more strength-based. Sometimes cycles are slightly more hypertrophy-based. Sometimes cycles are slightly more conditioning-based. It's depending on the time of year, depending on my whim, <laughs> depending what I'm into at that time, uh, depending on what I observe in class and what I think people want and need. Um, I'll change things a little bit. So Joe P just comes to class. It's pretty simple. He comes to class and he does the workout as prescribed and he always works hard he doesn't do any kind of special programming he doesn't like bug me about oh my god like i need something special i want to do something else like no i'll just do the work that you that you program for Mm -hmm. for everybody and i'll do it to the best of my ability so that's what he does and he does it every day in addition to that so in addition to just showing up to build every day which is an hour by the way it's an hour class every morning joe p did fasted cardio he did between 3K and 5K every morning, okay? So he would come in in the morning before the build class. He would do either a 3K or a 5K. Sometimes he'd do 3K, sometimes he'd do 5K. He didn't complicate it. it, just did like what he felt like on that day. Um, sometimes he ran a little bit slower. Sometimes he ran a little bit faster, just again, depending on his energy levels, depending on how he felt, but he would always get that work done, okay? So he'd come in and do his fasted cardio. He would do that every day. After his fasted cardio, he would eat, before training build okay so we would eat not a huge meal but something just to give him a little bit of you know a little bit of recovery from the cardio and a little bit of energy to, to perform the build well um and he would mix in uh both carbs and proteins in that meal he'd then take the build class um, and then eat again after the build class okay now here's what's key in the afternoon um sometimes in the evening he would go for a walk a 30 to 60 minute walk Again, nothing complicated. He just went for a walk. Again, people want like a magic pill or something really complicated. It's like, I need to be doing something special. Well, Joe P just went for a walk. That's the only thing so, you prescribe sometimes. Just go for a walk 30 to 60 minutes in the morning and evening. If you want basic movement, that's all you need in the day. It that's your wonders, basic, basic. Wonders for your metabolism, wonders for your circulation, wonders for your digestion. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, Stan Efferding talking about this. Um, you know, it's a great thing to do. Um, it's a super simple thing to do. Maybe you listen to a podcast. Maybe you listen to music. Maybe you got a kid and you take out the pram or the push chair, as you guys call it. <laughs> and, you, you know, you take your kid for a walk. Whatever it is, you just went for a walk, 30 to 60 minutes, nothing complicated. Uh, his calories, uh, well, let's talk about his weight first. Bear in mind, this was just over, he started on April 24th and he just finished and it's July 3rd, uh, July 2nd today? 2nd, I believe. July 2nd today. Still so second, yeah. We're talking about just over two months for this transformation. This two week, trans- uh, this uh, two month transformation, he went from 204.1 uh, pounds down to 180.5 pounds. That's like 25 Pounds. It was that pretty religious, like five to seven days a week, or religious, no fucking around. Didn't miss a day. Didn't miss a day. Was that five or seven? So like seven, seven days, seven a week. days a week. Yeah, he was on it. He was on it. Um, he may. I'm sure he took a rest day here and there. I, you know, um, I, I know he went home at one point, and you know, I'm sure he, you know, Joe P likes a drink, so I'm sure he had a, a drink here and there. But you know, pretty much religiously for the two months, he was, you know, doing this routine. Um, he started, here's what's interesting. He started his calories at 2,200 a day and he increased his calories every three weeks. Um, he went 2,200, 2,500, 2,700, finished at 2,700. So he increased his calories and continued to lose weight as his metabolism ramped up, which is interesting, right? Because usually people think, oh, if I want to lose more weight, I've got to reduce the calories. Well, he did the reverse. He actually increased calories over the period and continued to lose weight and uh, continued to lose weight and not lose muscle, which is again key. Now, in terms of his macronutrient balance, because everyone always wants to know about macros, he was pretty much 33, 33, 33 across the board. Uh, across the board, so he wasn't super low carb, which is what, again what a lot of people do. Um, he wasn't doing intermittent fasting. Although he was doing fasted cardio in the morning, technically he wasn't doing intermittent fasting because the window wasn't big enough. Um, he wasn't doing any kind of special diet. He wasn't paleo. He wasn't um, he wasn't keto. He wasn't anything special. He was just 33, 33, 33 across the board, but consistently. Uh, but what he did stick to is the calories. Okay, so again, 2,200, uh, 2,500, 2,700, increasing over the period of time as his metabolism ramped up and his body fat came down um so a lot of people when they when they talk about transformation when they talk about wanting to lose weight everybody thinks that there is some kind of special movie star workout that only chris hemsworth knows about and you've got to get chris hemsworth app app, app to be able to do it um it's not it it's it really is just hard work and sticking to the plan and, and 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 consistent diet now Bear in mind, Joe P is a single guy, doesn't care for kids. Um, he's able to come and train every day and he was able to dedicate a good amount of time to this. So like I said, in the morning he worked out before build. So bear in mind, you know, that that space is probably, a, you know, at least a two hour window between getting into the gym, doing his cardio, eating and then yeah. doing build, you know. So he dedicated that amount of time in the morning, two hours. Um, and then he went for his 30 to 60 minute walk in the afternoon. So... You're talking about you know almost three hours a day dedicated to training, quote unquote. So 
obviously again, an hour of that training was just going for a walk, 30 to 60 minutes, he just went for a walk. Um, a lot of us are capable of doing that if we, again, maybe we go for a walk with our, uh, our other half, our partner or our, our kids, whatever it is. Um, I think often we get stuck inside and it's like, oh, let's just fucking stick the kids in the computer and, you know, do whatever. But we could easily go out and take our family for a walk. It wouldn't be that that, that complicated. Um, and sometimes it is a lot easier to find the time than we think. I mean, Joe P is getting up at, you know, 5, 5.30, getting in the gym early, getting his work done before, his training done before the day starts. And then, as I said, going for his walk in the afternoon. So a lot of the time it takes reorganization of the day. It takes, it does take you taking this information and trying to implement it into your life. Like what's your situation? What's your daily routine? What's what's the demands of your life? And how can I create routine in my life? Um, and then, you know, you find a way. Uh, and once you do find a way, you just have to stick to the plan uh, and stick to the, you know, stick to the diet, um, stick to the, the, the nutrition. Um, like I said, he didn't have a, a special kind of diet, 33, 33, 33 across the board. But he was eating good food. He wasn't eating trash. He wasn't eating junk. He was eating real food. Um, and he was consistent with that. Um, I think, again, a lot of the time, people think there must be some kind of special foods or some superfoods or, you know, all these different things that they need to get results. Um, but it, you know, it all comes down to eating, eating foods that your body can easily metabolize. So real foods that your body knows what they are and can use. So not a ton of like artificial foods or man-made foods or that kind of stuff, just real food um, that he was eating regularly, um, consistently. Um, he was sleeping well, you know, he was being very conscious of his sleep. Um, and, you know, again, it just, when I look at this, I'm like, and I'm so glad, like, I, I spoke to Joe about it and he reached out and, and told me about what he was doing because I'm like, this this is the information that people need because Joe P, he's a guy that has always always been physical. So his, his metabolism's, you know, in, in a good place. But he made a conscious decision. I want to do a cut. I want to get, I want to be able to see my abs, which everyone always asks about. How do I see my abs? Um, he had a plan, he stuck to the plan, and it only took eight weeks. Um, which, you know, people will always ask, how long does it take? How long does it take to cut? How, how long till I get in that shape? Well, it depends how hard you're willing to work. If you're willing to do this, if you're willing to stick to this for three hours a day, or two and a half, or whatever it takes you, um, then maybe it takes you eight weeks. <laughs> of course, we're all different, we all have different metabolisms. Um, but this is not rocket science. Like I said before, Joe P did not have a special workout plan. He came to the classes that I programmed. Then he did his added cardio. Then he went for a walk and he stuck to his diet. I can attest all it. these things too. Cause like the, uh, you know, I think if it's somebody who's trying to stay in great shape, like the, you know, during those carbs before the workout, more fat towards the evening, like yeah. definitely seeing a result in just how I can get to sleep better at night. Just, you know, not having foods with that much higher energy in them, yeah. especially knowing the education about the rollover of, you know, having the hormonal system is going to be much more beneficial with more fatty foods, especially in the evening when your hormonal system is probably working its best. 
to re- regurgitate stuff. And then those eight by eights uh, workouts with 30 second rest between. Yeah. Just like such a great high quality thing to get to the gym. If I go to the gym out here, I'm in there for 60 minutes, but I'm not taking that rest time between and able to really hit a, yeah. a toned area of the muscle group that I'm working on that day. Well, that's the other thing. It's it, it's not the time in the gym. It's not 60, 60 minutes because you can do three exercises. Well, just for in 60 me to get in there, you know, when I want to get Yeah, but I, what I'm saying is like you had a very efficient workout because you were doing ABAs with 30 second rest, which is why I love programs like that and why I love class. The reason I take class, my own classes, is because I'll get, if I go to a 60 minute class at Ferris Athletic Club, I'll get a shit ton of work done. Yes. If I'm left on my own devices, it'll take me three <laughs> hours and I'll do three deadlifts. <laughs> <laughs> because you just you just don't work as quickly you just get distracted whereas when you're in that class environment you've got your peers around you you've got your coach on you you get a ton of work done if you're on the eight by eight with 30 second method you've got eight sets of eight reps with 30 second rest there's no fucking around that's it oh and i'm doing a back squat with that or i'm doing yeah. deadlifts and i know i gotta hit like going 135 plus for those like back squats and you're trying to hit it like there's no yeah. joking with that well that's a, that's the thing and and rest periods when we talk about variables in the gym, often we'll talk about you know weight and often we'll talk about reps, but rest periods are key because when you have those short rest periods, you're going to work a fucking ton harder and you're going to burn a lot more fat. Um, so that's something you should always look at. Like mm-hmm. when people think about like, oh, I, I, did, I did everything that was asked of me. I was like, well, did you really? Did you really stick to everything? Did you stick to the rest periods? Did you work as hard as you should have been working? Um, I think that's the question... We all need to ask ourselves, am I working as hard as I should be? Because sometimes I look at people and they come up to me and they're like, oh, I don't really feel like I'm getting results. And I'm like, well, I know why. It's hard for me to tell you to your face because you're going to be upset, but you need to work harder. And that's the honest, brutal truth a lot of the time. People are being too relaxed with their workouts. They're giving themselves too much rest. They're giving themselves a break because they feel they deserve it. And sometimes it's like, you got to be on it and that's why i recommend to everybody to come take classes at first athletic club because yeah. you will get a lot more work done no um, trying to cram in and get the stuff done and the way you program the classes as well as the way the trainers you have there just work gotta it. be you know um so that is joe p's transformation if you have any questions about that guys reach out to me um or reach out to joe he's the man that did it um and you know it's it's it was an incredible transformation and i watched him throughout the, the whole process uh, you know, getting leaner and leaner and leaner and leaner, still strong as fuck, uh, still a ton of muscle. You know, it's 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 a it was a great um, you know a great reminder of how simple it is when we really put the work in. You know. Uh, now that leads me to my last point I want to make about this, in this in this podcast. Obviously, this is gonna this is gonna come out on, on July fourth, right? Independence Day. It's gonna we can come put out, out July fourth, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is my first, obviously, uh, July Fourth in Idlewild, um, and I'm super excited about it. We're gonna there's gonna be a big parade in town. Uh, Mayor Max, the mayor of Idlewild, who's a dog, uh, is gonna <laughs> be, is gonna be leading the procession, uh, which I'm excited to see. We'll take Wyatt down. He'll watch it, um, and it's gonna be a, a, a great a great moment uh, and another realization of uh, of an American dream. Um, it's weird being here now and i talked about this in the previous podcast kind of like everything everything feels like it's been leading to this point um kind of going from a small town which i grew up in 
to the big city. I mean, I lived in uh, London. I spent a good amount of time in New York. Um, I spent uh, a lot of time, obviously, in LA. And now I'm back to the small town of Idlewild. And it feels like I've kind of come full circle a little bit. Um, obviously, I'm still back and forth to LA, so I still have the, the city in my life. But um, it feels like this this is where I should be right now. And it does feel like an American dream realized. And it took a lot of work to get here and it took a lot of struggle and overcoming a lot of adversity. And I'll be honest, there, there were points, there were points in my life where I don't want to say doubted that something like this would be possible because I've never been without hope. I, I've never been that full of doubt. Um, but there were moments that, that, that definitely made me ask a lot of questions. And I wasn't sure whether things were going to pan out the way I wanted them to work work out, the way that I wanted things to pan out. And I just want to remind everybody, because I know everybody goes through hard times, everybody goes through struggles, and things don't always work out the way that we want. And sometimes, you know, we watch, we talked about this earlier, Brandon, we watch too much news, the news gets us down, we, we kind of get hopeless, we don't think that there's any chance for humanity or for society or for America or whatever it is. Get there. I just, <laughs> I just want to remind everybody that this is a great country, this does have, this place has a lot of opportunity, um, it does take hard work. It does take building relationship. It does take companionship. Um, it takes self-belief. It takes belief in others. It takes faith. Um, it takes sharing. Um, but if you if you do work on all those things, then great, you can achieve great things here. And I'm so grateful um, to be in this place and in this position. I'm so thankful for everyone who's been a part of First Athletic Club and everything that it is. My whole team there. Um, all of our staff, all of our members, everybody that's contributed contributed towards this journey of the last few years. Um, we are in this place now in Idlewild, building something again for for the for the for the next few years ahead. It's an exciting time, um, and I, I I just I want to say thank you, and I want to try and remind everybody that that to not to not lose hope and to keep working for your dreams and keep you know keep fighting for what you want and who you want to be. And, and don't lose faith in other people and don't lose belief in, in this place or, you know, it's easy to lose hope when you when you watch the news and when you listen to negative voices all the time. And if you are surrounded by people who are negative all the time, then it's easy to get down. Um, but surround yourself with positive people. Keep working for what you want. Keep working for what you believe. And eventually... Good things will come, I promise. Keep working at it. Um, I want to wish everybody a happy 4th. Um, have a fantastic time with family and friends and enjoy it. Um, and yeah, keep keep believing and uh, uh, you'll get there. Trust me. Okay, guys, that about wraps it up for today. Um, thanks, Brandon, for coming up. I appreciate it. Brandon's driving all the way to the to the lodge right now. It's a long it's a long track, so I appreciate yeah, it's it. It's a beautiful brother. drive. I love it. It's worth it. To climb the mountains, even that little Honda Civic I have. Yeah, <laughs> feels great. No, uh, no Mustang convertible yet. Not yet. No, no, no. <laughs> Motorcycle, if anything, get a chopper like you. Yeah, yeah. That's what you want to cruise well, on these California speedways outside of LA. That's what you yeah. want. It's what you need. Yeah. Okay, guys, that's it for today. Uh, again, happy fourth. Um, you can find us at Ferris Athletic Club. We are 30 to 1316 Glendale Boulevard in Echo Park. Um, we are at Ferris Mountain Lodge, which is in Idlewild. Um, and you'll be uh, 
you know, you'll be getting some details on that soon. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Ferris Echo Park or at Ferris Mountain Lodge. Uh, two different Instagrams now. Um, but they'll be, you know, interlinked back and forth. And, and yeah, we will uh, catch you again real soon. Thanks again, guys. Take care. Bye.